Well, I am happy to be back with uh, the next installment of what it seems to have become a bit of a series here on market indicators in our quest to answer a question or at least give us some clues into whether this bear market that we're experiencing um, is at or near an end. And I did the first video in this uh, category in August. I did a follow-up in September and another one in November. And for those of you who have been following along, you'll know, um, don't shoot the messenger. My take or what the numbers have been showing me is that uh, I've been leaning towards no. We haven't seen the bottom of the market yet. The purpose of today's video is to look at today. Where are we? When we get to the VIX section, which I believe is number three uh, of the indicators we're looking at here today, I'm going to be throwing out a little bit of maybe bonus material. I guess you could say just taking a deeper look at a few other factors that we can use that one indicator to help us in this quest to determine what's happening out there in the markets today. Um, since the last update, uh, well, a lot of people uh, are familiar with what's called the Santa Claus rally, or it's colloquially known as the Santa Claus rally. And this is uh, a tendency for the markets to rise this time of year. Well, uh, sadly, this year, Santa has not come yet. And if we look at the major indices since November 10th, which is the last time I updated this series, all of the major North American indices are down. You can see uh, not horribly down, but everything is in negative territory. When we look at the year-to-date numbers, just for some context, uh, again, a lot of people thought back in June we may have seen the bottom of the markets. Uh, that obviously didn't occur. Back in October, early November, things were even lower than that. You can see on the right-hand scale where we sit today with the Toronto Stock Exchange being down 8% year-to-date. The worst performer of the major indices here is the NASDAQ down um, almost 30%. For the video today, I'm going to be removing some of the preamble I had to each of these uh, indicators in the previous videos. Some historic examples I've always included to try and give context. For those of you who are following along, I don't want to bore you with the same thing over and over. So if you are new to this series, I will put a link in this video here, just above here, uh, for a playlist. And you can go through and watch the first one, two, or even three videos, and that will give you an idea or a, a little bit deeper commentary on each of the indicators that we're going to be looking at here to see how you might be able to use them in your strategy. Let's start with the yield curve, or more specifically the yield curve inversion. In this series, we're using the, the US 10-year versus 2-year uh, yield curve, and also the 10-year versus 3-month yield curve. And these are leading indicators. Often, when we have an inversion of that yield curve, it precedes a recession. Logically, if we're going into a recession, that means we probably haven't seen the bottom because the markets almost always invariably will decline when it's confirmed that we're going into a recession. When we looked at this indicator last month, we saw that both of those yield curves were in fact in negative territory, the 10-2 for a longer period of time than the 10-3, but the 10-year three months had just clicked in as well. When we compare that to today, the 10-year three months has crept further um, into that negative territory. Both are giving a pretty consistent uh, result there. Um, when I analyze this, the worst kind of lies ahead. There are a lot of predictions out there. Almost every of the major institutions, if you look right now, um, are we going into recession? Are we in a recession? You're going to see the answer is yes on that. Recession equals falling markets for the most part. Um, so when I look at this indicator, I say it's a pretty clear signal to me that yes, um, that we are sorry, no, we haven't seen the bottom of the market yet. The second indicator that we've been looking at is moving averages and specifically the 200-day exponential moving average. So when we look back to November, we can see here that the S&P 500 was trading below that 200-day moving average. When we look and compare it to today, 
the S&P 500 has just recently crossed up above that moving average. And so I would say it's testing it. We saw the same thing happen back in August. That didn't hold, but it's not that uncommon that from time to time we will see that number tested. So when we look at where we're at today, this is probably a, a mixed signal that I'm getting here. Uh, and it will marry it with all of the other ones that we're looking at here. It's possible, only time will tell. And like I say, I'm kind of gonna turn this into a bit of a series here. So probably in a month or so, I'll be back I'm updating us as to where that is. Uh, number three, the third indicator that we've been looking at on a regular basis is called the VIX or the volatility index. And this measures the market uncertainty out there. It looks basically 30 days ahead in the S&P 500 and it uses options, a put and call um, contracts to determine you know, the, the, the feeling of, of uh, where the market might be going. I would say right now, when I look at the VIX, it is is saying that we need to prepare for a rise in volatility. That's what that indicator says. But what that means to me, in addition to a rise in volatility, that pretty much pairs up with a decline in the stock market. There's a, a real negative correlation between VIX going up, stocks going down, and vice versa. In fact, if we look back over the year so far, each time that the VIX has bounced, we've seen stocks drop. And we can see that going all the way back to January, and then a few other times throughout the year that that's happened. When we looked in November, what did we see? Well, we saw the VIX at 25.38. Now that was roughly a, a few points above the normal long-term average of around 20. The average will obviously fluctuate from time to time because it is exactly that, it's an average, but let's just call it 20-ish or so for now. When we look today, that number is actually a little bit lower. We can see the VIX today coming in at about 22. So the question becomes, is this VIX going to be going up or is it gonna to continue to go down? And this is really relevant because we saw if the VIX is in fact going up, that means there's a strong likelihood that the markets will be moving against that. I wanna add in a couple of indicators or a couple of, of momentum uh, metrics here just to, to sort of double check or add some depth to this. So when we look first of all at a relative strength number or an RSI, we can see there is a strong correlation here between the behavior of the VIX itself and this RSI, it really tracks it quite closely. We can see most recently that the RSI has traded below 30, which is an indication that this perhaps has been um, oversold, but we do see a slight tick up in that RSI right now. I'm also going to overlay the moving average convergence divergence, the MACD. I've talked about this elsewhere on the channel here, just to give another layer of confirmation there. When we add that, we can see again, when we look back over the years so far, Every time we see the positive green bars in the MACD here, that has correlated with an increase in the VIX. And that will also correlate with a, a decrease quite closely in the S&P 500. Today, the signal line has just crossed above the red line again here, as you can see in this chart, it means that quite likely we're going to be seeing an increase in the VIX levels. And again, um, just you know, looking at history as a guide, VIX goes up, stock market goes down. Um, I would say that, again, if we're using this signal uh, and I look at the whole picture, to me, the VIX is really saying no. There's, there's um, nothing here that's saying that we're um, at the end or that we've seen the bottom uh, of the market there. We need that, that increase, that spike up beyond what we've seen here um, to give me comfort that that's happening. Let's move on now to the next indicator, which is uh, jobless claims. And this is a measurement down in the US in this case, this measurement will fall for the first time since the bear market began, and that will indicate that we're coming closer to the bottom of a market. So 
looking back to November, you will see that there was still an increase in the jobless claims as of that time frame. When we look at that today, I mean, it's only gotten worse. And there's been a lot of news out there in the general media that the a lot of layoffs are occurring. And, you know, we're hearing that on a weekly basis where some of the larger companies are laying off large volumes of people. Obviously, that will result in jobless claims. Uh, looking forward, when you look at that type of thing, it doesn't generally mean that their prognosis is rosy uh, for earnings, for revenues, etc. And so I think that, uh, you know, when I look at this indicator, this tells me that, nope, we're not quite there yet. The market's going to move somewhat in tandem with the bad news out there. So uh, number four says, no, that's my take on this. Uh, the fifth indicator that we've been looking at is the TED spread. And this is a general overview of the uh, health of the global credit market. And the TED spread will narrow before the market hits the bottom if we use history as a guide. What we looked at in November, we saw, in fact, there was no narrowing there. It was moving somewhat in a bit of a, of a band and uh, overlay now with the December numbers and nothing really has changed. A little bit of gyrations up and down, but really uh, there's, there's nothing there that would indicate or give me any comfort from an analytic perspective uh, in this indicator here. Uh, the verdict without that narrowing that no, we probably have not seen the bottom yet. Quick note on this TED spread. Uh, this is the last video that I'm going to be including this in. They've really, they've uh, discontinued it for all intents and purposes. It's getting more and more difficult to do the calculations. There are some workarounds on it, but because the, the brighter minds have decided that they're going to discontinue the TED spread as one of these indicators, one of these tools, um, there's no point probably me putting it in the videos. And so I'm gonna be discontinuing that, but probably replacing it with another one or two metrics that will sort of take its place. Uh, but that takes me now to the sixth metric in our series, which is the Baltic Dry Index or the BDI. And quick refresher, the BDI will go up before the market finds a bottom if we use history as a guide. Now let's look at November. In November, we did see a very, very slight tick up in the BDI, but that came on the heels of a much bigger drop. So, you know, that that is saying, no, we're not where we want to be yet. And I overlay that with today. And I mean, really no change. It's kind of gone sideways since then. And so uh, if we use this measurement, and again, if, if you want more information on what the BDI is, if this is the first time you've watched the, the video here, I would urge you to go back and click on that um, playlist because it will give you some, some additional details on what these mean. The verdict today, is no, this is not telling me that we are where we need to be for that market to have bottomed out. Now, last video, I added a seventh indicator, which is the ISM Purchasing Managers Index or PMI as it's commonly known. And in November, that number was at 50.4. It was trading just above the 50. And, and if it's above 50, that means that the manufacturing sector is expanding. If it's below 50, that means it is contracting. Now, when we look at that number today, the latest numbers that are out show that it has slid to 47.7, which would mean that we've officially moved into a contraction phase when it comes to this manufacturing sector. Another way I like to view this chart is to overlay the bar charts. I just find this to be a, a nice way of visualizing the, the moves. So I've added some blue bar charts here uh, along with that orange line. It shows, again, that most recent number dipping quite below that 50, which is the red dotted line. Another way of looking at this also is on a month by month basis. I often will use sort of a, a monthly volatility or an annual volatility 
to have a different visualization of what's happening. And when we see the, the volatility on a month by month basis in this PMI metric right here, we can see that of the last 11 months that are showing on here, seven have been negative. Uh, there have been uh, four that have eked up uh, some positive numbers, but the trend clearly more recently is negative. Now the Institute for Supply Management website says the decrease last month took the manufacturing PMI into contraction. Now you will notice on this slide, uh, taken directly from their website, it says 49% versus the 47% reported here. That number is adjusted. So it'll be somewhere in that range. Um, and I don't know how often they adjust it or you know what the criteria are, but every time you look at that number come out for the first time, it will change in the coming days and weeks. So 47 to 49, somewhere in that range. Uh, I did also note this past month, and you may have seen it in the headlines because it's a pretty big number. The Chicago PMI number dipped to 37.2. And I'd say that's maybe even more than a dip. That's probably a bit of a plummet. And there's a lot of different PMI numbers that are published on a monthly basis, different sectors, different, different types of measurement. And uh, this is one that really jumped out at me. Uh, again, sort of cementing that, uh, I don't know if it's a fear, the concern, the uh, belief that the markets or the economies are not moving in a, in a positive direction um, with that, of course, as an investor comes investment. So when I look at the summary on those, I look at the yield curve, uh, no, I looked at the moving average, the 200 day exponential moving average. Hey, maybe there's a little bit of life there. I'll give that a maybe. Um, the VIX was no. The jobless claims we looked at, the TED spread, we looked at uh, BDI, uh, and we looked at the PMI. All of those are showing no. So that's a six no's, one mixed, and a very, very unenthusiastic outlook um, with zero yeses. And so uh, I, I will say again, don't shoot the messenger, okay? Um, this is something I, I'm not telling you what's gonna happen because um, of course, I don't know any more than the other minds out there. I did mention the VIX in a little bit more detail here, but if you really wanna learn how that can help you as an investor, understand what's going on there, check out this video right here. It's much more in depth. It'll give you all the tools that you need to become a better investor. As always, our link for our investing academy is in the description below. Thank you so much for watching the video and I do look forward to seeing you in the next video.